It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are those markets doing? Well, markets are fairly flat this morning, again, ahead of the Fed interest rate decision, which is happening today at 11 a.m. Uh, markets are pricing in a 97% chance that they're going to raise rates again by 25 basis points. Uh, this will put their benchmark rate at 5.25%. Uh, that would be the 11th uh, increase since early 2022 uh, and the highest level in 22 years. And you know, that this hike that's coming, um, or supposedly coming, uh, you know, is really um, the first rate hike again after they paused in June. Uh, you know, and we thought they would allow kind of more time to really assess the situation because it takes a, a little while for all of these rate increases to really infiltrate the economy. However, it is expected that they're going to increase. Um, inflation came in in June at 3%, um, where core inflation remains high at 4.8%. So they're still not back to that 2% level that they're looking for. Um, although this is expected to be, you know, the last rate uh, last rate increase or one of the last rate increases. So we'll see what they have to say. Uh, that's almost more important for the markets. And uh, they'll be uh, talking at 1130 a.m. today. So we'll uh, be all ears for that, Simi. That's for sure. Very important stuff. Yeah, just every single time this happens now, right? We're all ears. It, it seems a bit unpredictable too, doesn't it, Lori? Yeah, you know, I think with the Bank of Canada surprising, yeah. um, you know, after they paused, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, markets markets really want certainty. It doesn't like uncertainty. And so when, you know, we think that there's a pause and then all of a sudden they increase again. I mean, the, the Fed did allow for more rate increases when they talked last time. They, you know, they said they probably weren't done and so on. So the market was expecting this. That's the thing. It's already priced in unless they do something, you know, drastic, I would say. Um, but markets have been moving forward and then onwards and upwards since that last uh, since that last meeting and then also um, you know we've got earnings right and so the the market is focused on two things right now or three I would say um, interest rates inflation as well as earnings okay let's talk about that earnings season then so what are we seeing yeah, you know, roughly um, 80% of uh, U.S. companies have beaten earnings estimates, although it's early in the season, only 20% or so have reported. Uh, some of it's due to lower expectations from analysts before the season even kicked off, right? So if you set the bar low, then you know, you'll know you see more companies beat. Um, we saw Microsoft reported, um, uh, you know, they beat both on earnings and revenue estimates, but uh, their kind of forecast going forward wasn't as positive for their kind of cloud services business and the stock is trading down 4% this morning. But remember, it's up 40% year to date. So in the tech sector, you know, even if earnings is, are a little mixed, you have to see where they've come from since January. And Alphabet or Google, uh, they beat the stock is doing really well this morning, up 6% uh, or 46% year to date. Uh, Meta or Facebook is going to re be reporting after the close today. Then you have some of the more kind of the staples, Coca-Cola, Loblaws, um, you know, Coca-Cola top second quarter earnings and revenue uh, estimates, uh, but the stock is flat this morning and down about 2% year to date. Loblaws, uh, the stock is down 2% this morning, uh, but they beat both on earnings and revenue estimates. So remember, even if a company has, you know, good earnings, um, you know, the other part of this is which sector are they in? Um, you know, and if you're taking a look at some of the staples, uh, they've been really lagging this year due to everyone jumping into technology stocks, travel stocks, higher 
growth companies um, where some of these others have been kind of left in the dust. But that doesn't mean that we won't see a sector rotation, right? If there is fear uh, that there could be a recession coming or the economy really starts to slow, usually these types of holdings tend to do well. So I still believe it's important to have a diversified portfolio, you know, not to go too much one way or the other and have um, exposure to both, uh, you know, growth as well as defensive type names out there. What do you mean like sector rotation? A sector rotation, uh, such as, you know, financials are doing well there, uh, over the past, say, few weeks, even few months, uh, ever since that, you know, mini banking uh, crisis that we had when things started to pick back up. So financials are good. So maybe we're seeing some um, technology start to uh, stall out and people are rotating into financials, for example, uh, or healthcare stocks also starting to move higher. So sector rotation would be depending on what sector uh, that company is in, maybe in favor or out of favor. And maybe it's time to rotate some of those sectors is what we do in our portfolios anyways. Ah, okay. So one of the other things we were going to talk about this morning is uh, retirement and what to do in retirement and investing. Now, do people invest in real estate in their retirement? Do they have the flexibility to do that? Yeah, it's it's more when we're talking about real estate and retirement, which I just did on the, my Ready, Set, Retire podcast uh, that'll be out this Friday with John McComb. We were talking about real estate and retirement in the sense of, of kind of two areas. One, we get a lot of questions about downsizing, right? Uh, is this the time to do so? What's going on with the real estate market? Uh, and then number two is early gifting to adult children or even grandchildren and helping them out help, uh, to break into the Vancouver or lower mainland real estate market because it's almost impossible for young people to do so. And so, the you know, the first part of the conversation is, okay, well, what's happening in the housing market right now in the lower mainland, right? And so we've seen prices come back. Um, they've surged over 15% year to date, uh, where, of course, they were kind of lower by 15% um, previously. So the, the housing market, the real estate market was slowing and it started to pick back up. Uh, we're now seeing home prices up by 4% uh, at the same time last year, since the same time last year, I should say. So that's important. It's also important to look where interest rates are and so on in inventory. So the, the biggest complaint out there right now, you know, if someone's trying to downsize is where am I going to go? There's not much listed out there, you know, and, and I think that is a big issue for those wanting to downsize. However, downsizing is kind of a special animal because you can't wait too long. You don't want to be forced to downsize. You want to downsize when you're, you know, you have your mobility, you're able to, you're healthy enough. Um, you know, you're able to make decisions about what, you know, you're keeping, what you're, you know, letting go of. And I think that's important when, when making that decision about downsizing and, and whether you're going to a condo apartment or assisted living, I think those are conversations that, uh, again, I'm having with a, a lot of people. Uh, but again, you want to have that conversation uh, with your partner or spouse as well. And and so when we're looking at uh, the housing market and that it has kind of ramped up in the last little while, you know, what what's going to happen going forward, Simi, though, right? Like, I mean, yeah. we've seen when rates go, you know, this far, this fast, that historically that really affects the real estate market, which we haven't seen as of as of yet, you know, and I'm sure you've noticed that as well. Yeah, we have noticed that for sure. Um, so what should we consider? 
Well, I think that when we're looking at um, the real estate market and that sales have improved, the prices have kind of recovered, that there might be kind of a good window here to be uh, downsizing if you're, you know, heading into retirement or you're already retired, you know, that this might may be your opportunity because, you know, even the banks here in Canada have been trying to help variable rate mortgage holders with pretend and extend, as you and I have talked about before. Um, you know, adding more interest onto people's payments, even, uh, you know, the Bank of Canada doesn't really love that whole situation, because they're not really having the desired uh, effect of, you know, people selling because, you know, they're not able to afford their mortgage payments. And so therefore, home prices are not moving lower, which is, again, part of inflation. Um, and also, you know, what we're also seeing is affordability. So, you know, even retirees, if, if you were going to take out a mortgage, which some do, even if they sell their place, and they the question is, is, you know, uh, do you want to take a mortgage or not with rates being this high? So that's another conversation. And then, and then the early gifting part of all of this, if you're trying to help out your um, adult children or grandchildren, uh, you know, now is it the best time to actually be doing that? Um, you know, if they buy a condo that's seven, 800,000, and let's say it falls a hundred thousand, you know, it was that the best time to be buying real estate. So remember, real estate doesn't always just go up and, and you want to make sure that um, you're still looking at trying to invest at the right time. And, you know, in my opinion, I see real estate prices slowing um, over the next six to 12 months, unless they change course on interest rates. But again, we'll have to see how that looks going forward. All right, we will. Thank you so much for that, Lori. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great day. You too. That is Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team at 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.